0: With us today is Mario Economo, a banker in uh, Zurich, London, New York, and, you know, he uh, he lives in Europe mostly, and uh, he fills us in what the heck is going on in Europe. Uh, Mario, uh, it's a hot Sunday uh, in New York. Tell us uh, uh, what's going on in Europe, uh, and how are they faring?
1: Yes, uh, good morning. Uh, It's actually a very warm summer in Europe as well. Uh, We are seeing very warm temperatures in the United Kingdom, across France into Switzerland, and Greece is expecting a very uh, uh, long-lasting heat wave starting this weekend. So the heat's basically everywhere. Uh, let's just touch on a couple of subjects with respect to what's been going on in Europe. Many people in America, I'm sure, have seen the riots that have been happening in France and the various cities there as a result of a police shooting of an unarmed um, individual who was actually uh, a teenager driving a car. Um, the city, the cities exploded. People basically, uh, literally exploded. People basically uh, started tearing everything down and burning. Um, the uh, cities, Paris, uh, many of the other cities, Marseille, Lyon, uh, city halls were burnt. Um, it was actually a crazy situation, so much so that the uh, government, the French government, actually sent in armored vehicles to quell the unrest. Things have quietened down a bit, uh, but again, this points to much larger and deeper issues in French society uh... that continue to simmer and with any uh... small catalyst they actually explode on the streets one thing we should discuss also is we should say that president macron of france did ask the supermarkets in france to drop their prices by ten percent or they would have to face financial sanctions and the good news is many of the supermarket chains agreed to do this uh... the bad news unfortunately is when the government gets involved at that level uh... and it actually tells companies it's going to sanction them financially if they don't do something that's also not necessarily a good thing they continue to have extreme food inflation across the european union and the reason for this is because many of the farms, as we've discussed on your program, have actually closed. Uh, many of the livestock, cattle, and other have been culled due to the high cost of feed, and therefore that's driven up price, prices of things such as dairy uh, products like milk and cheese. Uh, eggs, of course, have been very expensive, and meat products in general have been very expensive. So uh, inflation continues uh, in Europe unabated, notwithstanding the consistent rise in interest rates in both the United Kingdom and the Eurozone as well.
0: Well, that's a—are uh, uh, they going to continue? You know, the United States, uh, uh, there, there's a economic war going on between the United States and, and Russia and uh, uh, Saudi Arabia over oil. I mean, Russia and Saudi Arabia want $90 oil. The United States wants $65 oil. Uh, and uh, nobody really knows if—if if Saudi says they're cutting it, But they're bluffing it most of the time. Have you heard anything?
1: No, you're right. The Saudis and the Russians would like oil to be much higher than where it's at right now, and the Americans, of course, would like it to be much lower. America does have a say in this because America could turn on the spigots and could produce substantially larger quantities of oil and could literally flood the market and drive the price down, but that's a discussion that the American electorate needs to have with their government and with their uh, president. Um, Europe, for its part, continues to uh, import oil. We haven't seen dramatic increases in the price at the pump, and principally that's because oil overall is down. However, food inflation remains stubborn, and even though people had said when energy inflation drops, so will food inflation, the reality is it has not. And the reasons for that are uh... some profiteering by supermarket chains. that it's openly being discussed by people now but i suspect also uh, there are some uh... longer-term lag periods between when oil uh, and energy inflation comes down and the actual cost of food uh... food products comes down I would like to touch on one other thing as well, and this has to do with Intel, the company that manufactures computer chips. They're actually going to be building two uh, chip plants in Germany. It's a $33 billion investment, of which one-third the german state is actually going to cover uh... intel also announced they're going to be building a four point uh, roughly four and a half billion uh, chip plant in poland as well and we now see that u uh, s companies are actually trying to actively get involved in the production of computer chips in europe so that they don't over rely on the supply chains uh... coming out of taiwan is this a good thing i think it is um, you're going to need computer chips to uh, uh, be able to put into the various alternative energy uh, wind and solar uh, plants that are going to be created in europe so i think this is a smart move that they're doing but again we see once again the German state actively participating in this investment, roughly one third of that investment is going to be funded by the German state. So once again, we see that the largest uh, uh, provider of funding to many companies today continue to be countries themselves. Um, and again, people need to decide if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, We also did see one other thing at the Paris Air Show, and this was Airbus, the company that manufactures airplanes, closed the biggest deal in plane history. Uh, And specifically, it sold 500 narrow body jets uh, to an Indian budget carrier called Indigo. That is a huge sale, 500 planes, unheard of. Um, But again, India is today the world's most populous nation, and it's expecting an explosion in travel. Uh, But, again, it begs the question, if in the European Union they're now saying they're going to essentially outlaw flights, which are two hours or less within the European Union, but people in India continue to fly unabated on flights which they could alternatively take by train like they're doing in Europe – then what is Europe actually accomplishing with respect to climate change if India is not going to participate as well? So you're essentially hurting the Europeans and the economy in Europe while you're allowing the Indian economy to develop and to grow aggressively.
0: I understood. Uh, Anything new new on nuclear energy with uh, uh, France or, or Germany?
1: Uh, No, Germany did close its uh, nuclear uh, power plants like it said it would. Uh, Right now it's summertime. There's not that much demand for uh... energy at least not as much as there is in the winter months uh... this will be a hot summer it looks like in europe so we'll have to see what the demand is going to be with respect to the air conditioners but many countries in europe have actually told uh... the their uh... various city services etc that they're not allowed to actually lower the thermostats below a certain level so that's going to actually not make it as cool as it used to be inside buildings um, let's touch on one last thing as well before we close today, and that has to do with Turkey and the upcoming, rather, I'm sorry, Turkey and the, re, and the upcoming NATO meeting uh, where Sweden's uh, acceptance is to be discussed. And uh, up until today, Turkey continues to hold a strong line in its position against allowing Sweden to join the NATO alliance. Um, it is continuing to essentially say that Sweden harbors terrorists and unless the laws change and those terrorists are extradited from Sweden to to uh, Turkey, Turkey will hold its line and it will not allow Sweden in. The reality is nobody knows what's going to happen. And it's going to come down literally to the actual meeting uh, in uh, in uh, in the Baltic states. That's upcoming in the following week to see what Turkey is actually going to do with respect to Sweden.
0: Well, Mario Konomu, thank you for the update. And uh, we'll talk to you again real soon.
1: Thank you. Enjoy your Sunday.